Come on. Time is right. The time is now. Welcome to Lifeblood. Be well and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Peter Koshland. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, George. Happy to be here. Excited to have you on. Peter is a farm D. He is the founder of Koshland Farm. He's working to deliver individualized integrative therapies that make a day-to-day difference in people's lives. Again, Peter, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm a pharmacist, but uh, I've kind of gotten outside the mainstream uh, pharmacy type practice, at least in the retail setting. Um, So what we do is more customized prescription medications. So if you walked into our pharmacy, it looked more like a lab than a traditional CVS or Walgreens. And that's because everything that we're dispensing is custom made for each individual. And uh, it's just, I got into this kind of, you know, like a lot of people, I think in their careers kind of circuitously. I discovered it after I had graduated from pharmacy school and uh, just really fell in love with the the idea of kind of having that close relationship with doctors and patients to really find solutions for people that weren't being well served by the, the traditional options that were off the shelf at another pharmacy. And, uh, you know, we just, we get to kind of be clinicians in the retail setting, which is really exciting and really help some patients who uh, didn't think they had any other options and, and there's some stuff we can do that can actually, you know, maybe give them more, more pharmaceutical options. We do a lot of work in also like functional medicine, just general integrative health, trying to just help people overcome disease, not just manage and live with disease if we can do that. And uh, yeah, and healthy aging, all that kind of stuff. So it's just taken us on a whole new journey and really gotten, for me, gotten me grounded back in just the idea of promoting health and wellness through pharmacy practice. Uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Nice. I love it. So you go through your pharmacy school, which I'm sure is a lot of time and effort and money. And then you're like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. What What's what does that decision look like? You sort of weigh the, I'm sure that there's risks to it, to, to go down the path you went down versus the traditional. Definitely true. And in a healthcare setting, it's, it is hard to get outside the mainstream. There's a lot of pressure to conform in medicine. I don't know if people realize that from outside the system. And so you do have to be willing to take some risks and get some kind of sideways looks from people who don't understand what you're doing. And I think for us, a, a lot of the impetus then goes on us to really make sure that what we're doing is a high quality, that the stuff that's coming out of our pharmacy is really top-notch quality, and that we're we're utilizing our, our knowledge of physiology, pharma, pharmacology, all that stuff to make really strong evidence-based decisions for our patients. So um, it's not... It, it's interesting because we do have to kind of every once in a while like, I encounter somebody even in my own profession who's like, oh, that's that wacky kind of that's not the real thing. It's like, well, yeah, it is. It's just not what you're familiar with. And our medicine's gotten so uh, prescriptive, you know, for, <laughs> no pun intended. But you know, you go to the doctor, you see them for 15 minutes, they look at your numbers, they prescribe you a drug, and then it's kind of out the door. And uh, we're really trying to get away from that, actually. We're really trying to say, let's take more time with patients. Lots of people's health status is very complex. In fact, lots of times people don't feel well, they don't even know why. 
So kind of trying to get to the bottom of some of that and then utilizing our, our knowledge of like how drugs work in the body to try to really target specific disease states. So yeah, we've had to kind of break the mold a little bit, but you know, if for me, it's about, you know, going into healthcare. And I think this is true for a lot of people, you know, you want to be in service to, to your patients and get them, uh, you know, healthy. And, and so I just find with what we do, I, I get to achieve that and, and levels I wasn't able to in the more traditional settings. So that, that kind of keeps driving me and, uh, and makes it worthwhile to, you know, be every once in a while having to justify my existence to somebody who doesn't quite understand what we do. So, yeah, yeah. We, we oftentimes don't like things that are different. So I totally, totally appreciate that. Um, so for people who, who are, I, I, I appreciate the the idea and the fact that you're working to help people actually overcome a disease versus just sort of manage and 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 live with it that to me like let's try to get to the actual root cause and solve that versus just trying to manage it and so i think sometimes well if i were to think about it if i have a clear ailment that i'm working to get better that makes sense to me but what if i'm just a a a regular healthy person healthy but not feeling well how do i know that this yeah. is potentially something that i should be looking at yeah that's that's really tricky and patients who are quote unquote healthy you know you go to the doctor and all your numbers look good and uh you know but i but i don't feel well well clearly that's not well right i mean if you don't feel well that's a real you know that's that's important and i think sometimes in medicine we forget that the goal for our patients is for them to feel well, you know, whatever that means. And I see that happen a lot of times where people kind of get dismissed. Their numbers look good or they did a scan and nothing showed up on the scan. So it's kind of like, well, you're actually healthy. So, you know, that's it. And, and it's like, well, no, like health is, you know, I know that you talk a lot about financial stuff on your podcast. I thought about the overlap between between that and what I do, which is, you know, we, we don't need we don't want to spend the days thinking about our health. We want to have our health get to a certain level where we can think about doing things that we like doing, right? So the health should serve us, just like our financial life should serve us. So I think it's really it's important to kind of continue to pursue that and find out why. And of course, it's there's a myriad of reasons in different in different um, conditions, you know. So sometimes it's very complex, and you know, maybe there's chronic diseases that are getting overlooked. I mean, we see situations with undiagnosed Lyme disease or undiagnosed sleep apnea or uh, other issues around um, you know, kind of just genetic diseases that exist in people. But a lot of times it's also just people, you know, just not having healthy lifestyles. And there's a lot people can do just at their day-to-day lives that we can encourage them to at least start there. And, you know, that that's for everybody, right? That, you know, so I, you, you had a quote on one of your podcasts I just love because it's so applicable, I think, to the healthcare space, which... You said people are drowning in information and starving for wisdom. Mm. And I find that to be so true in the healthcare space. There's so much health information and it's all contradictory. And I think what I find with patients is they're just confused that one person tells them to, you know, I don't know, eat better, don't eat better, whatever, you know. And and people just say, Oh, I give up. I'm just gonna do whatever I do. And there is actually a lot of really solid things we can do that we know impact your health really positively. And it starts with, with diet and stress management, to me, are the two key pieces. Uh, I think the stress one's the one that really is kind of the, 
300-pound gorilla in the room for a lot of people, and we know the consequences of chronic stress. And uh, you know, and there's just ways we can manage that. You know, um, we need to be aware of, you know, the fact that burning ourselves out or you know just not getting enough sleep really is going to drag our system down physiologically. Stress is, isn't just an emotional state, it's also a physical, physiologic state that will have a major impact on how we feel and how our body functions and long-term health consequences too. So I think one of the things I try to do, and, and I've kind of come to this through other means, is like just start to encourage people to, to explore this, this kind of stuff. You know, Get refined sugar out of your diet, Manage stress. Get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. That's just the, a good start for people, and and then we can kind of figure out what else is going on with them. You know, do that deep dive. Whether it's some nutritional deficiencies, whether it's sleep apnea, whether it's chronic disease that we're missing, um, we have to kind of do that that extra work to figure out what's going on. Slow down there, Peter. I'm supposed to not Sorry. jump. I'm supposed to jump. I'm supposed to not jump right to taking a pill. I should actually think about what I put in my mouth, limiting sugar, making sure that I'm actually sleeping, and try to reduce stress first, and then, then try some kind of an other intervention. <laughs> there's, there's no. Yeah, it's like the foundation. Yeah, exactly. And even if you're going to take a pill, I mean, and I discovered this the hard way in my practice, and I think a lot of people in our industry. Kind of came. We're all now really like strong functional medicine advocates because we came to this through the from the pills perspective. Although we, you know, obviously went outside the mainstream and we we're trying to find better ways of doing things. And I know from my own practice when I started getting into the hormone re- replacement space with some of my female patients, about half of my patients were doing really well in the therapy and half were not. Hmm. And I, we're trying to figure out, well, what, why is that half not responding? And it was, it all went back to all this stuff. It was the stress management. It was their gut function, all this. And so we've kind of, it's kind of taken us all down this rabbit hole of, of, you know, just reinforcing the importance of all this. It's the foundation for every, everything. There's no way to kind of give yourself a pill that will, you know, satisfy the fact that your underlying habits, healthy habits, stress management, sleep, all that stuff. Just, it all sits on top of that. So that's just, it's absolutely essential. It strikes me that, uh, that we're in a really, uh, super positive time when we're talking about mental health and self care. Um, I, I figure with the name of the young lady who had to take a step back during the Olympics and, we we so many people were negative towards her and it's like my goodness this is an opportunity to recognize that if i'm not feeling well i shouldn't go to work if i'm not feeling well i need to address why it is that i'm experiencing this so it's self-care yeah absolutely if if you're not i think i don't know i think a lot of people just power through i don't feel well but i'm just going to get to work and just this is just my life and we want to encourage people to really believe that there's ways that they can feel well. You know, and we sometimes it's a challenging prospect, but it's certainly health is so foundational to our experience of life, and it should be something that we feel that we have the opportunity to have good health for whatever that means. Finding the right practitioner who can help us discover what we need to have to to feel well. That's we deserve that as human beings, and. I, it's not something we should give up on, for sure. So absolutely, I totally agree with that. So 
as uh, I'm, I'm thinking through this, and if I'm somebody who is not feeling well, I think, oh my gosh, this is just uh, how how am I going to be able to manage all this? And so that whole overwhelm of you know too much information, not enough wisdom. How 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 do you counsel people just to like just get started? How? Yeah, it really depends on how much people have engaged with the traditional healthcare system. So that's a good place to start. But kind of like I mentioned, in 15 minutes, you know, if you're going to the doctor clinic or, you know, the health system, and that's the amount of time you're going to see a doctor, and they're not able to give you satisfactory answers or the answer we referred to earlier, which is everything looks fine, so you're fine, but I don't feel well, you know, uh, then I think it's time to get outside that system and really invest in seeing some practitioners who can help you who have other skill sets, whether that's another doctor who's more of a functional, uh, holistic uh, doctor who can spend more time with you, whether that's a nutritionist, whether that's uh, somebody who can help you achieve a healthy, healthy lifestyle. So it's something we talk about, which is we just, we underinvest in our own health a lot, you know, just financially. Um, and it's, I always say it's, you know, it's not, Gonna, you're not going to have to remortgage your house to you know, talk to a doctor who is outside the system, but it is going to be an expense, but it's, it's such a worthwhile expense. So really taking some of your you know, financial resources and applying that to your health and finding people who have the skill sets to kind of help you address some of the health challenges you have. And so I think that's I think that's a next step. If if the system isn't providing you with what you need, look outside. Look for nutritionists, health coaches, functional medicine doctors, naturopathic doctors, and and talk to people. And a lot of these doctors they don't take insurance, so you're gonna have to pay out of pocket, which is always kind of a like people don't like that, and I understand why. <laughs> but that's they 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 don't take insurance because the insurance system doesn't allow them to do take the time they need to actually get the bottom of what is going on with you. So it's, it's just, it's one of those things we just want to encourage people to, to kind of take charge of their own health, talk to people. Sometimes you have to do talk to a few, you know, before you find the one that's really like, Oh yeah, I think you're talking about what I'm going through. Let's engage and, you know, spend some more time together and, and I'm going to invest in, you know, paying you for your time. So I think that's a good next, next step for people. Yeah, it's fascinating, um, and I'm I I am this way. When when I think about healthcare, I I really I start with the insurance piece, and it's just like I imagine that so many people are just conditioned of, well, this is this is the part of healthcare that I that is available to me, which is inside this box that some insurance company is giving me, but that's not true. In fact, it's probably if I'm not feeling well trying to get the solution from inside that box is not going to get me to where I want to go. Yeah, exactly. It is, it is interesting. I think we're all conditioned to go with what the insurance company covers. And, and so they're really determining what our health options are. And we've kind of ceded that power and authority over our own health to this outside entity that has a huge amount of financial interest in us doing things that don't cost them a lot of money. Right. So, uh, <laughs> You know, that's I see it in my own practice. We we don't take insurance for what we do. So every so we have to have this conversation with patients all the time. Like, well, this is going to cost you X number of dollars. 
Um, and it's like, well, what about my insurance? Well, you know, the insurance isn't going to pay for this. This is outside what they want to pay for. They want to pay for traditional therapy, but we're very confident this is going to really help you. So we want to encourage you to. And so usually that conversation goes well because people understand that, but it is trying to kind of get people out of the mindset of, of just going with whatever's covered because that's just not always what you need. That's what the insurance company is willing to pay for because of financial considerations, not necessarily anything to do with you and your health needs. Do you see a time in the not so distant future, really distant future, where an insurance company is going to recognize that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish, I wish. I, I was optimistic about that you know, several years ago, because we can make a really strong case for what we do. We'll actually save the insurance company money because right. we have a very strong vested interest in getting it right for our patients. A, they're paying cash for it, so they expect a good therapy, and B, we can customize it until we get it right. And so we can help prevent people from having to go back to the doctor, or go, you know, being hospitalized, all these things. And so we thought, wow, we have a really strong value proposition to the insurance companies, and they just... It's just about money out of pocket. It wasn't about the long-term health benefits, even though in the long-term we are going to save the system money. This wasn't That wasn't interesting to them. What was interesting to them is, what, what am I going to pay now, or what oh, am I going to not pay for now? And so actually what we're seeing is things going in the opposite direction, where less and less is being covered every, every year. And so we ended up opting out of the insurance system because it was just such a frustration they weren't paying for, for what we were doing. Even with some of the best insurance plans, they were just denying everything because they could. It wasn't going to impact them or their ability to get customers by not paying for compounds since we're such a small niche. So, yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going in the right direction at this point. Yeah, fair enough. We'll keep our fingers crossed, Peter. But <laughs> that in the meantime, in the meantime, you know, focusing on coming to the the recognition that that I am worth the investment of time to learn about um, being a healthy person, the investment of money, be it in a nutritionist or a trainer, and then be it working with somebody like you to, um, it's the whole thing, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. Well, you know what, this, this, this might cost money, but can can you really put a price on actually feeling better? when it is actually possible. Yeah. It's priceless. And we're also, when we're feeling better and we're getting ourselves healthy, we're also giving ourselves long-term health, right? So it's, it's, it's a double benefit. It's, it's, I feel good today. I'm waking up. I've got energy. I'm feeling good. My mood, mental state's good. And I'm probably preventing some problems down from down the road, especially when we t- we're talking about poor nutrition you know, poor stress management, poor sleep quality, all that kind of stuff has some long-term consequences as well. So it's just, it's, it's an investment is the right word for it. I mean, we're investing in ourselves and, uh, you know, health is so important and it's one of those things we're trying to get people to, to recognize like, yeah, this is, this is a type of investment really (laughs) going back to the overlap with the financial conversation. And it's a very worthwhile one. And, you know, once we have, a feeling of good health, we're just capable of doing lots of things, you know, so our, our work gets better, our 
personal lives, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a net positive that kind of flows out, out from all of that, that work that we do. I love it. Well, Peter, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I'm just going to just reiterate what we just talked about investing in your health and, and also just feel it. You have, you deserve to feel good, you know, and that if the system and the, if you're going to your doctor and you're not feeling like, I'm getting the answers I want and I'm not feeling healthy. Trust that feeling and, and, and keep exploring more options because that's something that should be uh, the, the goal and point for everyone in their health journey. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Peter, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, I mean, you can go to our website at koshlandfarm.com. We have information about kind of what we do in our pharmacy. And if you're interested in just learning about compounding as, a, as an industry, there's a great site called compounding.com. And uh, we're actually getting testimonials from patients uh, who use compounded medications so that we can put together a body of evidence to support you know, what we do in the wider industry and with the regulatory bodies and things like that. So go to compounding.com and read more or put in your own testimonial if you've, if you've worked with a compounder and you want to share that. So that would be really great. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Peter your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to koshlandfarm.com. That's K-O-S-H-L-A-N-D-P-H-A-R-M.com. And to learn more about compounding in general, go to compounding.com. Thanks again, Peter. All right. Thank you, George. It's been fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.